Uh, what would Sari be up to in the time since that? Uh, she's probably just doing normal Sari stuff, you know, writing letters to Chief Mom and... Going on her monthly trip. Yeah, going on a monthly trip. She took she took Calum again. Yeah. I think last time you and Calum went, uh, Abix gave you a little, like a little craft, you know, the little kids' arts and crafts projects. Mm-hmm. From Altrian, they made like, they made like a tiny cardboard version of their silver dragon. Oh, that's adorable. And apparently all he's been making are cardboard little silver dragons. <laughs> little like crafty every, boy. Every time he has paper, he uses the mage hand to like fold it in the right way to make it look like their dragon. That is precious. I love him. <laughs> um, maybe you have two, sorry. Maybe, maybe he made you two. Maybe he's made like a dozen and, and Abix is just like... His room is covered. Take them. <laughs> I'm begging. They're leaking out into the kitchen. They're everywhere. Soon the whole house will be overtaken by paper, paper dragons. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you and Altrian play a game of like dragon fighter, and you punch a bunch of the paper dragons, and Altrian's just delighted. All babies are delighted when someone punches a dragon. <laughs> Like That's he learned, bad. he like he he flicked his hand and he saw his mage hand like knock one off of like a stair, and they just clapped. Delightful. <laughs> so sorry, to make things fall. Yeah. Like so sorry, came. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sorry, <laughs> probably came home with a few of those paper dragons. She thought she only had two, and then Abix had put six more in her backpack. Yeah, just dump them in there. Because he makes them, like, Abix is like, please, I don't want to cut down more trees. I need to get him to start making them with something more eco-friendly. Make them out of dough, then you can bake them and have cookies. Cookie dragons. Wait a second, why does that sound familiar? Oh, right, cookie terrasque. Let's not go there, no! (laughs) I was like, yeah, cookie dragon, that sounds... Hmm. That sounds weirdly familiar to some bullshit we made up with months ago. Yeah. So, sorry, on one of your normal walks through town, uh, I think you're pretty well regarded in Timshul now, you know? Yeah, she saved the town a few times. Yeah, yeah, and she's pretty, she thinks she has friends. Yeah, she's got friends. Well, besides Besides the Night Council. Yeah, she's part of the Night Council. She's got friends besides Rowan and Andre. Right. All right. Those people. Uh, so... <clears throat> what was I going to say? Right. So you were... Um, you're on your walk, and you just hear a gnomish voice just kind of shout out, like, Be careful! It's coming out! And out walks a fairly ornate designed machine. It is a black, like, it is a black metal with silver trimming on it. It actually Mm -hmm. looks fairly beautiful. You could see the mechanisms inside it, though, with orange fire coming from its chest. Ooh. And it doesn't really have a face, more just like a metal face plate. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You do see sparks kind of kicking it in certain directions as it tries to move. Ooh, that's probably not good. Yeah. And uh, as you do that, <clears throat> there are a group of like five little kids and they're running from it. Seemingly at first they were playing tag and having a happy run. And then it turned into, oh terror. God, run in terror. Yeah. Oh, poor babies. Oh, so that's, this, that's scary. You, you just hear the gnome from inside just go, it's supposed to be a, 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 a companion for people who can't really take care of real dogs. Like, who can't afford the food and expenses? They can keep one of these around. and It simulates the experience. It's just... It appears this one has gone a little mechanically rabid, so to say. Yeah. It's hunting the children. Are, are you, you going to do anything about that? I would try my best, but I would need it... I can reprogram it, but I would need to be a little bit more... Uh, weak, I suppose? I, I it, if it, I'm a tiny gnome, and if it stirred against me, I would probably get kicked very hard. And I have, I am an old man. I do not want to be punted by a robot dog. That is that that is fair. Yes, of course. So okay. Um, he looks around, just goes, "I will give you fifty gold pieces if you bring that dog, not d- destroyed, but." Deprogram. Yes. Damaged enough that I can reprogram it. Also, I would really appreciate if those kids don't get hurt. I'll I'll think of something extra for you if the if if no harm comes to any of the youngins. Okay, that that does okay, sure. So you're the terror you just feel like a static in your mind as this tarot card friend of yours, Invo, just kind of whispers in your mind just something to the effect of like, are we sure we're gonna do this? But, you know, in rhyme. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of the usual backup we do- we usually do. It's just a robot dog. How hard can it be? I guess you're right. Let's do it. And you actually see at your side, sorry, this tall elven shadow that usually ma- matches up next to yours, just kind of seem to be energized and seemingly excited to flex its muscles a little bit. <laughs> so you and Invo are going up against this little robot dog. Uh, roll initiative, I guess. Yeah, I'm going last. What was your initiative? Uh, nat one, but plus four, five. Ah. That, I, I can see why you'd think that. Well, let's see if you are proven correct. Because, I mean, this robot dog does not have the dexterity you do, Sorry, That is fair. Sorry is very dexterous. Invo got a 10. And the robot dog... The robot dog got a 12. Yep. Last it is. Okay. So the robot dog isn't chasing you currently. It hasn't really it hasn't really noticed you. It's going after the running It sees like the it doesn't really see, it just sees like heat signatures, you know? Mm-hmm. So it sees a bunch of running heat and so it's chasing after the kids. 
Oh, that's terrifying. So it's going to use its action to run up and try and, I guess, like, basically try and kick one of them with its, like, metal foot. It rolled a five, so it, like, it tries to, it extends its foot, but the little kid, this little dragonborn, is able to, like, kind of dodge out the way, and it trips on itself and just keeps moving forward. Hmm, that's good. It, it, it'll survive. Yeah. Uh, on Invo's turn, he is going to give you the bless spell, so you can Ooh. add a d4 to anything you do. Ooh, neat. Yeah, companion characters are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and very good when you have to go last in initiative. Yep. So, it's you now. I'm assuming with your monk speed, you could absolutely catch up to this thing. Yeah. Um, she's gonna, like, run up to it really fast. And, yeah. Um, she's gonna try and, like, punch it just so it doesn't, you know hit anybody. Yeah, try and punch it off course as it's running. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, roll to hit. Alright. Uh, that's 15. That definitely lands. This thing is not have the most AC ever. Alrighty. Um, where's my guy? Oh my word, I like just drew a blank for a half second on which die to roll for hitting. Because, you know, I've played D&D for years and I know what dice to use. So that's one, d6 plus four is five. And then I'm going to roll a d4. Nine total. That's pretty good. Okay. You punch it for nine points of damage. And... And let me check something really quick about it. Uh, you see more of the sparks kick inside of it from that punch. Mm-hmm. Like this blue light coming from where that fire red would be. And for a split second, you just see the dog just, like, jolt to the right. Uh-oh. And the misfire does three more points of damage to it. Ooh, okay. So, like, it's trying to regain its control. But then, like, that sparked up, it misfired, it, like, hurt more of the inner mechanisms, but then it just kept running a bit slower. Okay, okay. Uh, so on the dog's turn, now it views you as, like, attacking it. Mm-hmm. You know? Whoops. It's gonna just kind of stop, look in your direction, even though it doesn't really have eyes, and just kind of prowl towards you with 50 feet of movement speed. Oh, dear. And I imagine this is happening in, like, a bit of a snowy area now. And it's, it's midday, so you can see everything, but, like, this image of this black thing running through the snow is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also a bit terrifying, because it's running at you, trying to kill you. It, yes, yes, that is correct. It's going to try and, like, prod you with its leg the way it did with the kid. Okay. That's gonna be... That's probably gonna hit, because that's a 16. Uh, yeah, it ties, so, yeah. Okay, so it's just gonna be... You're just going to be taking two points of damage from that. Cool, cool. It, yeah, it like it isn't made to fight. You know, 
it's just that this misfire is making it chase after kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on in- right. So on Invo's turn, he's gonna like realize that he's already cast Bless on you, and he's going to like you just see dark magic come from uh, that shadow and just mm-hmm. kind of coat the dog. It failed the save, so it is now under the effect of Bane. So it has to take a D4 subtraction to everything it does. Okay. And in that time, you actually see the little kids who were running in terror after seeing you punch that dog are now kind of standing around and cheering. Aww. Don't try to settle kids. Yeah, it's your turn, sorry. This thing is now under, like, this black magic cloud. Okay. Um, she's gonna try and... Like, she's going to try and, like, get it to tip over because she doesn't want it to run anymore. So she's going to just, like, grapple it? it. Yeah, kind of, like, grapple, force it down. Okay, so we'll make this a grapple check. So you roll your strength. I think it's athletics specifically. And athletics. Okay. What did you get? That's a five if it's athletics. Uh, what about just raw strength? Um, reroll. Uh, I'm just asking which one's better for you. Mm, my strength is just negative one, so I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I'm not a strong person. Right. In fairness, the dog got a six. So, <clears throat> so while you don't tip it over all the way, I think you do knock it on its side for a few seconds. Okay. And while that doesn't necessarily give as much time as you'd wanted, it is enough time for you to probably move a safe distance. Mm-hmm. She just wants to get like the kids out of the way, right. knock the dog over, see if she can get it to go away. Yeah. This D100, for the, for the misfire, my thought was D150 and above, it's, you know, it's stable. It has gotten mm-hmm. under 20 both times. <laughs> so it's taking four more damage just because. So that's 34 HP. All right. Back to the dog. It's going to use its movement. So I don't think you like completely grappled it, but you probably knocked it prone. Mm-hmm. So it uses Which like, was kind of the goal. Yeah. So it uses its movement to get up. Well, half no, that dog. And so while it can't move as far away as, as close to you as it wants. It moves a bit closer. Okay. And uh, you see that metal plate just kind of open up a bit, and out comes this metallic, like, it's supposed to be a tongue, but it almost kind of can be passed off as a dagger. Oh, that's terrifying. And as it just kind of probes and prods, uh, it's going to try and land a hit on you, but remember, it has to take a D4 subtraction to everything it does. So that is... 12 to hit. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't hit. So this metal like pole just kind of flings out and then it retracts back into the plate and it just kind of, seeing all the heat signatures kind of starts circling around itself. Hmm. Poor dog. On Invo's turn, it's going to actually... Okay, let's see how this works. This seems like a cool mechanic. Invo adds a charge to your ring. Ooh. So, like, a faint lightning spell comes out of its fingertips and hits Thunder Punch. 
Nice. So I don't know what you're at currently, but whatever it is, add one to it. Um, okay. Uh, she's now at six. Nice. So uh, it is now your turn. All right. Um, wait, she did make two successful hits, and I forgot to add those. That would be eight. I mean, if you were to strike it with lightning, lightning was what was causing the misfire inside. So would it power it down, though? It could, like... Okay, you know what? I think I have an idea, but just to see if Sari would know. Uh, just make an intelligence check and go with... And add that, add that bless from Invo, don't forget. Okay. Uh, that's 21. Okay, Sari, you get the idea that if you were to strike this thing, it would basically cause a big misfire, which wouldn't destroy it beyond repair, but it would cause more of like a big one of those electric surges, which could turn it off. Hmm. Yeah, she's going to go for that then. All right, so you just kind of pulled out your ring and out comes this bolt of lightning. The kids cheer in excitement. So it has, what kind of saving throw does it have to make? Um, for the spell lightning bolt. Let me just pull that up real quick. I really should have had this pulled up before I decided to punch. That's okay. Wait, everybody, nobody knows how everything works. <laughs> True. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Cool, 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 cool. And it has to take a minus four to that. Let's see how it goes. I can't describe what just happened. What it just rolled happened? a three, and the, bl and the bane was a minus three. It somehow got a zero. Amazing. I'm so proud. So... Don't even roll damage. It got a zero. You just see this lightning bolt precisely hit in that, like, in just a little space between the mechanical parts, right into the inside core. It, it wasn't even the big bolts of lightning you do to destroy things. It was like a very precise, clever bolt, you know? Mm -hmm. Small and nimble, it danced inside the machine, causing another one of those blue misfires. And this one sends it, like, Flying back a few feet, falling over into the snow, it's silver and black trim covered in, like, white. And it just kind of lays down. Not the, the red light inside of it now just turning, like, back to the gray. And you can tell it's not beyond repair. The entire skeleton remains. It just was shut down. Okay, at least it's, at least it's still fixable. Oh, absolutely. You kept, like, the internal skeleton completely intact. <clears throat> yeah. You just basically caused it to, like, overload. Okay, so it's good then. Yep, mostly. All the kids now are just, like, screaming in excitement, clapping for you. She, like, and takes a bow. Invo just kind of... The shadow dematerializes, then inside your head he just goes, like, you do enjoy the spotlight, don't you, sister? 
I mean, it's nice to get some of the credit sometimes. I understand that. And uh, as one of the, the little kids come up to you, there's a, there's a little aetheral kid. Aww. He kind of gives you a high five. This was like, how did you do that? How'd you get lightning out of your finger? That was so cool. I have a magic ring that allows me to punch very hard and cast lightning. That's Nexoria's voice. Nexoria <laughs> inexplicably like, appears in the show. Like mid-sentence. I'm like, huh, this doesn't sound... Yeah, yeah wrong character, Liv. I love it. So, sorry... Sorry imitates a voice they've heard once in their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I can't. Because I'm panicking. Uh, yeah, it's just um, I have this magic ring that lets me do lightning stuff. I found it in a cave with a bunch of creepy bugs and there was a talking mouse. Whoa, I want to see a talking mouse. Have you guys ever met Sylvester? Oh, yeah. He's so cool. Like, you just hear a bunch of little kids, like, accolading for Sylvester and how cool he is. And then you actually, you actually see, like, on the head of maybe, like, a, a Furbolg kid is, like, a very tiny mouse folk child. Aww. And he has, like, a little, like, he has maybe, like, a tiny half of a bird feather on his head, you know? Oh. And he's just pretending to be like Sylvester. Yeah, and he just goes like, "When I grow up, I want to be just like him." You do that, okay? And he just looks at the furbolg, and you'll be my steed. Please don't ever call me that again. But your name is Steve. (laughs) (laughs) You just see the furbolg kid breathe in, breathe out, and just go like, "Count to five. Count to five. Oh, <laughs> The older gnome just kind of walks up to you and just goes like, thank you so much. Starts picking up his uh, machine. Just goes, I-, I do apologize for all of this. Uh, my name is Corvin. It's nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you too. He kind of shakes your hand. Just goes, as I promised, here's 50 gold. And for your troubles, come back to me in a few days and I will have something special for you. Oh. Okay, like a present? Yes, uh, consider it a gift. A a present for you helping these people. And for not destroying my machine. I mean, it wasn't hard. I I know, but, you know, uh, a more more mean-spirited sort might just have decided to just break it because... Well, I mean, it was was kind of terrorizing some children. It was. Uh, Thank you. And he just kind of walks away. <laughs> I would too. Uh, She's confusing. Yeah. The, uh, the little kids keep cheering and clapping, you know, until eventually their fervor dies down. Some of them see shiny things and move into other directions. <laughs> Some of them start oh, playing no. again, you know. I think the little mouse folk actually asks if you want to play hide and seek with them. Yeah, that'd be lots of fun. Okay. Uh, he just points at the mouse folk. He's going to be counting, but because, uh, but because he's so small, I'm going to be his perch, so I'm going to be counting. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So sorry, roll stealth. Alrighty. 
Whoa, what just happened to my computer? Um, stealth. That's 18. Yeah, it takes... You are the last one to be found. Yes. All the little kids have to combine their forces to find you, and eventually they do up in a tree. They're just like, hey, we wouldn't have looked up in a tree. That's really smart. Yes. <laughs> I'm very... I'm really good at climbing stuff. That's awesome. You should teach us how to climb someday. I mean, I did teach, I did teach Prince Calum how to climb. You do have to <gasps> get up the tree. One of the little, like, there's like a little elven girl who's like, really? That's so cool. He also didn't know how to cartwheel. Do you guys know how to cartwheel? A bunch of them start cartwheeling around. That is adorable. Me know how to cartwheel. Uh, at this point, uh, there's like a warforged who walks out of uh, Corvin's building, and mm -hmm. it look it, unlike your regular warforged who look built for battle. Instead of like a sword in hand, it has a broom, <laughs> and uh, it looks over towards all the kids and goes, "It is time for lunch." And all the kids just start like clapping and getting excited, and they kind of run in. And they're just like. Thanks, D23! And he kind of smiles a bit and waves them off. Hmm. And the Warforge looks towards you and just goes, Would you like to stay for lunch? Nah, I got other stuff I need to get done. But thank okay. you. Okay, no problem. Farewell. And starts walking inside, kind of gesturing the little kids in. But stay staying behind is one little dragonborn boy. Oh. Who still kind of has stars in his eyes looking at you. Aww. Hello. Hi. My name's Benedict. It's nice to meet you. Ooh, I already love this boy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's nice to meet you, too. <gasps> I, know, uh, I know a lot about you guys. You and your friends. You, you, guys, you guys fought some really ugly witches, and then, then you, you fought some other stuff, and you guys are really cool adventurers. Oh, thank you. Me and my friends, we want to be adventurers too someday. And you should be. Being adventuring is, is really cool. It is. And I, we even talked about which one of you guys we're most like, and I got you when my friends voted. Oh, she's like really flattered. The only thing is I don't really know how to punch real good, but I do have a little sword and it's real cool. That is very cool. She then goes, you, you saved us all from that little robot dog. And I mean, maybe all of us could have taken it, but it just came out of the front, out of the front door so wildly. It was scary. It was kind of scary, actually. But you know what? I'm, what? If you want, I know you said you have stuff to do, but uh, my dad is really cool, and I think he'd love to meet you. I mean... He's a bit older, but he's real nice. And uh, after you helped him, after you helped me, I'm sure that he'll be, like, super nice. Because you helped me. She kind of, like, doesn't know what to say. So she's like, oh, well, yeah, sh sure. He nods and just sort of grabs your hands. Like, come on, come on, come on, it's not far. <clears throat> oh, oh, right now, okay. 
And uh, as he's pulling you, um, you leave from this gnome's home, and you mm-hmm. are in sort of a residential area in Timshul, you know? Mm-hmm. So while the town has a, like, when you enter the town from the main gate, there's a, a very simple, like, front-facing path that'll take you right down the middle to Calum's castle, since it's in the center. Yeah. On the left and right of those areas are big neighborhoods, you know? Mm-hmm. And around the castle, like encircling it, are the more businessy sides of town. Okay, so that's why the tavern is so close because, like, all the the businessy stuff is right around the center of the town, whereas like the rest of it is filled with homes and residential area. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you're probably pulled from one of the neighborhoods down to the other, so you do pass the main street, and there are like vendors and shopkeepers and happy people there's a turtle man who's like who just came into town uh andre told you about him his name's lanu sorry like waves as she's being dragged past he waves by and just goes like have a good day sorry bye i guess that have a good day too and as you kind of are pulled into this next little pocket uh you make it to a pretty quaint home rather small even comparatively to the small homes of Tim Shull. Um, and he kind of kicks in the door, just goes, dad, 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 dad. And you just see this older dragonborn man who has tiny spectacles on his eyes and a bit of a beard going. And, uh, he's kind of hunched a bit and he walks with a quarterstaff. He just goes, uh, Benedict, what is it? He goes, dad, dad, dad. I met one of I met one of uh, Caleb's friends today. Uh, he's they're so cool and like pulls pulls you in front of them. They saved me from a robot dog. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. Oh yes, all of us here know just a little bit. Not nothing too much. You know, we're not obsessive, except for some. He just kind of like glances off into the distance at that. Benedict just kind of get, goes up close and just says, he's talking about that cat lady. Who's the cat lady? She writes really weird stories. She oh. wants to try to get me to read some, and then my dad pulled me away and said that she was a bad person. Oh. I've never met... I don't think I've met her. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, I, Dad, I thought that you could show them the really cool thing you could do. And he's just like, you think everything I can do is really cool? Like, well, because it all is, but I'm talking about the thing with the fireplace and the guitar. And he just kind of rolls his eyes a bit and looks at Sari and just goes, I mean, if you'd like to stay and hear an old man perform, I wouldn't be against it. Ooh, what do you perform? He kind of like... Is it like a puppet show? A little. And he just kind of, like, goes to a cabinet in his house, opens it up very tenderly and slow, and pulls out a guitar case. He goes, it's been ages since I've used this. Clicks open the, the little metal clasp. Walks over. There's, like, a few seats by the fireplace. And using his red dragon breath, he illuminates the fireplace and kind of asks you to sit. She does. She sits cross-legged on the ground. But before before we start, would you like some water, tea? Is there anything oh, I can get you? I'm good, thank you. Though uh-huh. it's 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 no trouble. I I just know 
people like that when they listen to something. And he kind of tunes up the he's performing and it's a purely guitar instrumental piece but as you kind of glance at the fireplace for a moment you kind of blink and you realize he wasn't lying when he said it's kind of like a puppet show using some of his magic he's actually making a vignette out of the fire in the fireplace so like it's probably this very like upbeat song and the vignette shows this like this tiefling man who keeps walking up to elven women with a kind of you know all of them shake their heads and he looks sad and when he looks sad the music kind of hits a low note too Mm -hmm. but then it cuts to this like this elven lady as well who you know is who's like making flat who's making floral arrangements and as she plays this very pretty part of the guitar happens and the tiefling man comes into the frame with the magic and instantly seems to just stop and stare as they make these flowers, you know? Mm-hmm. And the story just progresses through some funny bits of them trying to make flowers for her until at the very end, he walks up with burnt and battered flowers that may not look very pretty, you know? In the fire, you see them looking all wilted, but the elven lady vignette puts her hands to her mouth and gives them a hug. And that's where the little vignette ends. Aww. He just goes, I've learned that one many years ago. <clears throat> it's an old tale, but I do enjoy it. That was, that's so cool. Yes, uh, bard magic is an interesting thing. She, like, gets down on her hands and knees and, like, clasps her hand and, like, with stars in her eyes. She goes, teach me. Are you serious? I mean, I'd love to. It's been such a long time since anyone's ever taken notice of my craft. And Benedict just kind of chimes in, yeah, yeah, and it'll be so cool. Maybe you could teach us both. And he just was like, Benedict, I thought you said you didn't want to be an instrument performer. And just, I do want an adventurer, but I didn't know you could do both. Well, yeah, duh, you can do lots of stuff. I mean, Whoa. my best friend, one of my best friends, Rowan, her brother, plays like this weird instrument thing that I don't know what it's called, and 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 he travels around and he like fights people and saves the world and does all sorts of cool stuff. <gasps> can I do that? And the older dragon just kind of chuckles and pats his son on the head and just goes, you could do whatever you put. So if I put my mind to this, then I'll help you. He just kind of looks at Sari and just goes, if you'd like to learn how to perform, I could happily teach you. I just, I don't have, I don't have a spare instrument. Hmm. Maybe I could make something. Crafting your first instrument. That sounds like a interesting idea. I would actually, that'd be very special. Benedict looks over at Sari and just goes like, yeah, yeah. Dad knows things about crafting stuff too. I don't know them personally, but I do have some books. And he just kind of like opens a, a bookcase he has, you know. Mm-hmm. Pulls open one and just kind of looks at it, kind of making sure none of the fire breath gets on it, just kind of breathes off some of the dust, and just kind of lightly dusts it a bit, 
and just goes, it's a bit dated. If you want proper information, I'd suggest going to the library. Uh, I know the Furbolg there, Vi, has pretty good records of things, and <clears throat> maybe if you bring that back, we can work together and get started. She, like, puts her hand to her head, like, to do a salute and says, Yes! Yes, sir! I'll do that, like, right now. Sorry just kind of takes off in the little dragon boy. Can I go with? And the... She dragon... runs back. What? Can I come with you? If your dad says you can. He looks over to his dad and just gives him the biggest puppy dog eyes. And he's sitting in, like, one of those old rocking chairs and just kind of chuckles a little and just rubs his head and just is like, you can, you can go. Just, just be back in time for dinner, all right? He nods and just kind of starts, like, standing back your side, sorry. Mm-hmm. And he looks, the older dragonborn looks to you and just goes like, if you bring that tomorrow, we can get started bright and early, all right? Yes, of course. All right. And maybe before you come back, uh, Tell you what, if you come back early enough, I'll make some breakfast for us, all right? Ooh. Like what? Well, what do you like? I mean, pancakes are good. I have never said no to pancakes. All right, let's do some pancakes. Then just kind of, you just see him kind of relax back in his chair a little. And just uh, wave off his son, just says, like, be good, okay? And so you two run through the, just run through the streets of uh, the town and make it to the library. Uh, Benedict looks up at you and just goes, you know, my dad's really cool. Your dad is really cool. And he just kind of looks at himself. Yeah. He looks at himself and goes, I'm really happy I'm his kid. And sorry, I think this may be the first time you've noticed that while the red dragonborn older man is his dad, Benedict himself is a green dragonborn. Hmm. Benedict? Yes? If your dad's red, why are you green? Oh, well, he adopted me. Oh, that's cool. I'm adopted too. Really? That's really cool. He just kind of like wonders how to approach the topic and just goes like, did you ever get to meet, you know, your, it's not important. It's dumb. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I'm a gnome and I'm technically half adopted. Well, it's a weird story. I'm technically like half adopted by Abex. She's my teeth mom. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, she like gets thoughtful and like slows in her walking as she continues. I don't really know if my dad is my dad. Oh. Well, the last, well, I mean, the last thing he said to me, she's not even like talking to him anymore. She's just kind of like talking to herself as she continues walking. And the last thing he did say to me was, I'm not your dad. Get out of my house. I never liked you. Go away. As you're talking, he kind of takes your hand. 
she like jumps and is like, oh, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I have Abex and Ultreon and future baby who I swear better be a sister. And I mean, I got Calum. He's my brother now. And all my other friends are my family now, too. That's really cool. Maybe I should start calling my friends my family, too. Because I do like them a lot, and I've known them since I was very little. Yeah. Friends are your family. Just... Yeah. It's different. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks over at you and just kind of thinks for a second, goes, you know, if any of what your your dad said is true, then he's really stupid. Because I don't see why he wouldn't like you. You're really cool. You saved the day and you punch robot dogs. What's not to like? She laughs. She's like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He, it must have just been something I imagined. I should go back there sometime. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe I could bring you with me. Yeah, I'll help you. Uh, we'll both perform for them. Yeah, that'd be fun. So once you and Benedict walk inside the 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 library that uh, mm-hmm. the older Furbolg gentleman Vi who had the the splotches on him. I'll see if I can find the art cast and make but uh he kind of smiles at you and just goes, Oh my gosh, it's been such a long time, sorry. How have you been? I've I've been pretty good. I mean all things considered. What do you mean by yeah. that? I mean, you know, the scary portal to another dimension. The seven-headed beast thing that breathed fire. Coming back and fighting a dream monster. You know, a lot of stuff has actually happened. and But I'm doing okay. That is fair. He kind of pats you on the head. Very, not in like a demeaning way, but in a very like happier here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell when it's demeaning, like, run along, kid, or if it's genuine. Yeah, it's definitely way more genuine. Mm-hmm. And even though he has, like, a bunch of scrolls and books on him at all times, he kind of looks at you and just goes, So, what can I do you for? We need a book thing to find how to craft a musical instrument. Oh. I think. That is interesting indeed. He starts like instantly walking towards a certain shelf and he just kind of gives you the hand signal of follow me. She does that. Benedict looks at you and just goes, he's weird. But says it like very quietly, just so only you hear. Why is he weird? He just kind of seems, he didn't even say hi to me. I mean, I didn't introduce you, so that's weird of me. It's okay. He just kind of thinks about it for a second. Just goes, maybe it's because he's so smart, he already knows where to find it. Yeah. So the two of you just kind of follow after, and pretty true to Benedict's word, uh, Vi already starts, like, parsing through not just shelves, but certain, you know, fractions Mm -hmm. of the shelf itself. He just goes, like, okay, so... This would be idle. This would be icons and 
uh, instruments. And just like, just by like fanning out which parts of the shelf it would be, he starts walking towards a specific section. Mm-hmm. Then he just starts like counting off things on his fingers, thinking about it for a second, uh, pulls one of the scrolls out from his pocket, starts reading it and just goes, right, right, right. Closes it, puts it back. And within a few seconds, he's like thumbing through a specific one of the book and like hits the fifth one, pulls it out, kind of checks it, nods and kind of grins satisfaction in his in his face and just hands it to you and just goes, crafting instruments basics would be here. Uh, this book would give you the general gist, but um, do you have any specific things you want out of it? Is there a specific type of instrument you want? Any specific spell you'd want it to cast? Wait, I can get it to cast spells? Yes, all instruments for young bards could be a spell focus, but if you wanted to cast particular spells, that's a different enchantment. Hmm, yes. Okay, what kind of spells are you thinking? I, I don't know. I want to cast spells like Rowan. And, but like Calum does cool magic too. Oh, and Altrion does really cool magic too. He, he knows how to cast Mage Hand now. Um, he kind of smiles oh. a little bit at you and just goes, we could make this so that way you have a... So that way it's an idea of, you know, where you've... People you've known. Mm-hmm. Playing on your memories. And what would that be? Well, he starts thumbing through more books, thinking about it, and just, like, puts the, f- the fifth one back, moves a little bit, grabs the seventh and the eighth one in time, and just pulls them both out. Very tender, not, like, in a rush, you know? And you can mm-hmm. see that, like... Some mage has left, like, notes inside of it, like, through, like, extra scraps of paper. He opens it, just kind of, like, examines them a little bit, puts one of the little things on its eye, to, on his glasses, to make it see closer. And upon realizing they're kind of scratched off, just kind of puts them in his pocket. He doesn't want a litter. <laughs> then just closes the book, feels it, hands it back, and just goes, in brief, you would need little trinkets that remind you of them. It's not so much important that they have magical property. It's more so like, it's more so your connection, you know? Uh-huh. So if you have things that remind you of those people, if you were to imbue them with magic from an enchanter, uh, you could perhaps put those inside the thing and get that working. Hmm. Hmm. On top of all of that, the actual instrument crafting itself is just going to take some metal. Hmm. I, I don't. I don't. Just, I assume you may have uh, some gnomish friends who can provide some scrap metal. Yeah, I know a guy. All right. So once you provide the scrap metal and the trinkets, you could speak to one of the enchanters in town, and they'll probably take it from there. Yeah, that seems easy enough. I'm sorry to ping you around like this, sorry. I wish I could tell you how to do those things. Enchanting items out of my area of expertise. I 
I'm enamored by it. I'm fascinated by all sorts of magical things. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I can't do magic either. It sounds like you're planning to change that. She kind of like smiles and goes, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, connecting yourself to a magical, any sort of magic is always an interesting experience. Uh, I hope it goes well for you. Oh, I do have one suggestion. And he kind of like pulls into his back, his backpack that he carries on him at all times, flips around and hands you a, a blank book. What's this for? It's a journal. For... Well, I'd appreciate your... Uh, any scribblings you can think of about your transition from someone without magic, but with uh, more spiritual prowess with key, to someone with magic. I think that'd be a very interesting experience to document for future people. But you could also use it to, like, describe your dreams. You could use it to just write about your day. Anything, really. Anything's a glory oh. if you make it one. Okay. I guess that's fun. Yes. I could write a book. About, about you. About me. Yeah. And Benedict just kind of goes, I'd read it. I know you would. Vi just kind of immediately only now takes notice and just kind of goes, I'm, where are my manners? I'm so sorry, ben uh, Benedict. Uh, I should have noticed one of my favorite readers in here. He kind of grins a little bit. And... Yeah, are there any more fairy tales yet, Vi? He goes, well, I mean, there's hundreds you haven't actually looked at yet. You've only seen the more recent. You keep asking if new ones keep coming in, but you never look at the older ones. And he kind of thinks about that for a moment and just goes, so, like, how many are older? A lot. Whoa. Like, probably a hundred. Vi just kind of chuckles and goes, yeah, like around a hundred, maybe. And Benedict just has, like, a big grin and just kind of looks at Sari and just goes, could you tell my dad that I'm going to be hanging out with Vi? I really want to read some of those books. He says, you can take them out. You'll just have to write your name on this little piece of paper that tells me that the, you're who the books are with. He just kind of blinks and he says, I can do that. Yes, you can do that. He grabs like five and writes his name. <laughs> and, and so like as you, as you two walk back, he has like five big books in his hands and you have the two you need. <clears throat> and as you make it back inside this old Dragonborn's home, Benedict drops his books on the floor and goes, Dad, I have five books! <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to bring them back to Vi on time. How much time did he give you? He gave me three weeks. That's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I could read all of them in three weeks. And he just kind of lays on the floor and starts immediately opening one. Aww. Uh, the older dragonborn, realizing that he's going to be out of it for a while, just kind of gives you a smile and silently waves you off. Alright. He just goes, my son would probably have liked to say goodbye more formally, but as he and he's already like reading things and just responding, like making little <laughs> sad exciting parts. Aw. I love him. 
the older dragonborn just kind of sends you off and just goes, don't forget, uh, tomorrow for breakfast. And then we can go see about getting your, your, uh, your instrument. Yeah. Okay. I gotta go find some stuff. All right. And he just kind of gives you a pat on the back. Very, very just amicable, you know? Mm-hmm. And just kind of waves and closes the door when you're far enough away that him continuing to wave would be silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, like, slam it behind you. He waits until you're, like, out of eyesight, you know? Mm-hmm. To be polite. Yeah, exactly. So, uh... All right, sorry. You said you wanted to go find some stuff. What stuff are you going to go find? I think she's going to, like... Well, um, Vi did say she needs to, like, have some metal. emotional connections. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Items and some metal. So she's going to first pop off to Corbin's house and be like, hey. <laughs> uh, the gnome just kind of smiles and goes, oh, welcome back. You see all the other little kids are, like, sitting around a table with little figurines. Mm. And he just goes, playing their version of D&D? Yes. <clears throat> he just kind of goes like but like he, as he moves one of the figures you hear one of them just go like but can elves do that? I don't know they all look at the elf at the table I don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're just like is that fair? and like they're all asking Corbin who just goes I'll be back over in a moment and just goes what can I, what can I help you with? I kind of need some scrap metal. Do you have any leftovers? Oh! I always tend to have leftover from my work. He kind of looks at the kids and just goes like, give me five minutes, okay? Don't do anything crazy while I'm working. And you just hear the little ones just go like, okay, but like, that's a real dragon in that. And you see like a plushie on the table. <laughs> it's like, but how do, we get out, how do we get out of this dragon's cave, guys? We have five minutes up with a plan that'll blow his mind. And so I love these kids more than anything. They want to be real adventurers, so they're practicing at a table. So as uh, this little gnome man comes up, like a cart full of scrap metal, maybe you actually see one of the one of those dogs that he. But instead of all like seemingly aggressive looking, it, that red light is now blue. And it just kind of walks a cart of metal on its back. Very just friendly. Aww. It looks over at you and maybe instead of the black trim, this one's got a bit more of like a white. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of pets the top of its faceplate and just goes, how much metal would you need? I'm sure, I'm sure little Sparky here could get it. I don't know exactly what are you trying to make i'm trying to make an instrument Ooh, what kind of instrument do you have a preference she thinks for a minute i don't really want to make a metal guitar okay no i don't think strings would be good maybe like a flute okay what kind of there's one where Five different attached, or there's one different sound. Like pan pipes? 
Ooh, very cool. And you see this old man just kind of like through something. Maybe like a pamphlet. I'm sure. Exact material. Ah. And he just starts like fiddling around. He has shells pulls them out, and there's, like, a bunch of one specific part, you know? Mm-hmm. So he grabs, like, three of those pieces, and four of those, and grabs a bunch of the pipes, connecting pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. Puts, pulls, pushes back all the, the shelves after he's pulled out all of the shelves he needs, then just puts them back onto the this little tray that the dog's holding. And it just, like, <clears throat> he smiles a bit and just goes, like, those should be everything you need, unless you're planning to do anything extra. I don't think I'm planning on doing... Well, I mean, I'm going to um, make it magic. Ah, so you're going to need some sort of focus in there, yeah? Yeah. He thinks about it for a moment and just goes, I don't have the most, uh, <clears throat> most poignant... Uh, but do you have any friends who know magic who might be willing to give you an extra? I have lots of friends who do magic. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he just kind of thinks for a minute and just goes, all right, all of the... Uh, <clears throat> all of the things here should line up. So, so long as you go visit your friends, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Right. No problem at all. <clears throat> the little robot dog is he kind of sits next to it and kind of taps on its head piece a little bit and some clockwork gears show up. He spins them in a certain direction, you know. Closes mm-hmm. again, just goes, it should follow you back to where you're going to go and leave the material there. <clears throat> the the blue light dimmed when he scrolls the gears and then it turns that bright blue white again and just seems to like kick up and follow you mm-hmm. okay so, so you don't have to worry about carrying it basically okay that, 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 that's helpful yeah and so as the dog kind of follows you back you see the you see Corbin kind of go back to the kids and just go so did you think about what if we used a rope and that's like the last part you hear as you walk out. <laughs> and Corbin didn't charge you because you helped him out earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. So as you... I, I saved a bunch of kids and didn't destroy his dog. He gives you some scrap metal and you can make an instrument. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's fair. Where are you going to hit up for those trinkets? Uh, I think... She first goes to Calum because that just makes sense for her. Okay. So when if she's going to talk to anyone about anything magical, she's going to go talk to her big brother or little brother. <laughs> so as you like open the door uh, to the castle, because the guards already know you, they're not going to even try, you know? Yeah. You just kind of see, you just, yeah. You just kind of see Calum sitting at his, at the table and he's flipping through it, checking something and like, He's, like, working on something magical. The red orb that he grabbed from from Jarlaxle way back when. And mm-hmm. Ellen. 
And you just see him like flipping through pages, reads a line, looks at the orb, tries to do something, lip, flips the book again. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, how have you been? <clears throat> I didn't see you much today. Have you been up to something? Um, yeah. I mean, I saved a bunch of kids from an angry robot dog. Uh, I met a cool dragon guy. And I'm going to learn music. <gasps> Ooh, very cool. You know, I know how to play an instrument. What instrument can you play? I can play the violin. I can't do magic with it at all. That's not my thing. My magic is from books. But I can play it, I guess. <laughs> Basically, Caleb I mean, would have a proficiency, but he would not be a bard. Yeah, that makes sense. He just kind of goes, maybe when you learn instruments, we can play together. Yeah, we could do like a duet thing. Yeah, it'd be so cool. And he just starts like, it's been a while since I actually looked at any of my old music books, but maybe I can find something for us to play. Yeah. We could, or we could write our own song. Yeah. And then he just kind of thinks, we could play it for Addicts next time we see her. <gasps> yeah. She'd be so impressed. Mm-hmm. What, what would you, he then pauses, do you need my help with any of it? Yeah, I want my, my instrument is going to have magic in it. Mm -hmm. So I need like an arcane focusy thing. Oh, Caleb thinks about like, it for a moment. And really important. Caleb thinks about it for a moment and just goes, no, I can't. He looks at the While getting this out of my hair would be funny, I don't think giving it to you would help much. Plus it wouldn't fit in an instrument. But I think I know he kind of like books it down a flight of stairs in the castle. Asks mm -hmm. could hear him talking with Lothor. And he comes back up and just goes, This was Lothor's when he was really, really alive. <laughs> really, really alive. <laughs> and he hands you a, a like a it's a little fractured now, but it is a he goes, It's broken up into pieces, but that means it'll fit easier on instrument. Ooh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, and if you want, at that, <clears throat> at that point, uh, his little pseudo-dragon, Ernest, just kind of clonks him in the head by landing, and he just kind of trips a little bit. He goes like, hey, Ernest, I may have a ponytail now, but that's not an excuse to climb on it. <laughs> the little how dragon tall is Caleb's How like, long is Caleb's ponytail that Ernest can climb it? Well, pseudo-dragons are tiny. True, but so, still. Yeah, it's a bit, it's not too long. I think he's kind of more poking fun because Ernest yeah. probably like, swiped it with his he... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So he kind of looks at you, sorry, and just goes, well, uh, is there anything else I can help you with? I know crafting an item with magic is pretty, pretty new for you. Is there any way I can help? Mm. Do you know any, like, metal worker enchanting people I could talk to after I get something else to add to it? There's a, there's a couple, um, work really close. They're a Sonera Coker lady named Penny and a Fire Ganassi lady named Cinder. 
Yeah. Do they do, would they be able to help? I think so. If I remember right, he kind of just starts like, you know, putting his finger to his chin. If I remember right, they help make, they help make one of the staffs. I don't remember which one, but they helped uh, either me or Nellian or they helped someone make one of our magic staffs. So I'm sure they can help you with your instrument. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Once I find, like, other stuff, though. Okay, what other stuff? Well, I kind of... If it's going to have spells, it's going to have, like, magic that you can do, and maybe magic from Ultrion, and maybe magic from... Oh, maybe if it has magic from Ultrion, I could add one of those million million silver paper dragons. All right. That sounds and, like a and, good idea. And I, I could use a spell from Invo. I mean, voice in my head. Nice save. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really specific caveat on the curse that I have. But good save. Just don't say his name. Yeah. Good save, though. Good save. Um, some would argue that it is not a good save, but I'll count it. It 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 didn't trigger the curse. Yes, so, no cursing uh, today. Yes, so uh, Caleb just kind of thinks about it and goes, "So you want something from me? Yeah, something like special that I could get some of your spells from because you you do really cool magic." Oh. He thinks about it for a moment and just goes, well, sis, I think there's one thing. And he kind of scrambles up to his room a bit, and he comes down, and he has, it looks like a much smaller version of the staff he was holding. Mm-hmm. He goes, I had this when I was real little. I, of course, as I got older, we had to get a bigger staff. But, and he kind of like, gets to the center of it where this blue little gem is and he just kind of uses his finger and pops it out mm -hmm. catching it in the other hand and hands it to you and goes that might make a nice addition yeah 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 it would that, that's really cool yeah I think it will hopefully it'll help if it's not enough maybe you could come back and I'll find something else I think it'll be plenty okay so what are you thinking to get stuff for Altrian and uh, your <clears throat> your voice brother? I think maybe for them I could get, well, maybe the tarot card for voice brother. Uh, the shadow kind of nods and just feels like, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's useful. Um... And then I could maybe use a paper dragon from Altrion. But what do I do for Andre and Rowan? Well, can Andre, Andre doesn't cast spells. Yeah, that's fair. For Rowan, I know she really likes flowers, creatures. Find a really pretty flower. Yeah, a flower would be cool. A flower that reminds you of her. 
I think it has to do more with the memory of the person that we're talking about, about if it's actually, you know? Yeah, yeah, memories and stuff. You do have it easy with uh, Altrian and your brother, because tarot card and the paper dragon are just lying around your house. Yeah. For Rowan, though, you could actually see him scratching his head a bit. Just I, I guess maybe a flower that reminds you of her would work. One mm-hmm. be as potent as the other. Altogether, we get the job done. Yeah, it'd work. All right. Do you need my help, or do you think you should? Do you need my help picking a flower, or do you think that that's all you need? I I think I should be able to get it. Okay, it's just a flower, right? Yeah, and. I'm sure that there's... I know. You could go talk to Janice. He runs a flower garden. Yeah. Mm. She, like, was totally on board with it, and then she, like, remembered Janice, and she's like, mm. Him and Rowan are really close. Maybe he has something that reminds him of her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But he's weird. <laughs> that he is. But, I mean... You know. Can't all be perfect, right? Yeah. True. Plus, he's fun to have around at parties. Yeah, especially when he makes you drink tea. Yeah. His I, I never drink. Don't drink the tea. Good idea. Good word. Good word of warning. So you and, uh, well, actually, I think you're leaving Calum there, right? Yeah, she's just going to walk over to Janice then. Like, just walk on over to his house and see what's up. Okay, so he's probably hanging out front porch, chilling out. What do you think he'd do? He's just kind of sitting at his porch. Um, hi, Janice. Oh, oh, sorry, it's been a while. Yeah, 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 it is. It's been a while. Um, do you have any flowers that remind you of Rowan? Huh, that's an oddly specific question, but wanted to know what I do. <laughs> kind of uh, meet me out back and I'll get you one. And in a few seconds, he comes back and has a really pretty pink flower. Kind of points up a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And he just goes like, it always reminded me of her hair. Oh. He kind of, kind of seems to drift off a little bit, but then shakes his head and just goes like, why do you need this? Oh, I'm going to make a really cool musical instrument thingy, Mabobber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want it to have, like, you know, spells that remind me of my family uh-huh. and my friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna add things to it. Caleb said I should add memories. Like, that seems right. Like a spell from everybody. Right, right. That's really so cool. I'm, so I'm collecting things. You know, I 
I'm a little bit of a bard myself. I'm more of a druid, but I dabble. Hmm. So, but I never made my own instrument. I just more bought one and got started, you know? Your dedication to making one's really special. I want my first instrument to be very special. That's a really cool sentiment. He just kind of thinks about it for a moment and just goes, if you ever want to, I don't know, borrow any of my stuff or maybe we could practice together, I'd happily help. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be fun. Yeah, music's important, you know? Yeah. With all these dragons and monsters and cultists and all sorts of other things, it's nice to have people who have magic out of making people happy. Yeah, it's special. Mm-hmm. I believe so. And he just kind of hands you the flower and just goes, if you need anything else, you know where to find me, okay? Yep. He kind Thank of, you. No problem. Do uh, you want some water? Anything? It, sound, it looks like you've been running around. And, Is that our robot dog? Oh my, I almost forgot he was following me. Uh, no, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the robot dog? Are you taking up Artificer too? No, he's just carrying stuff for me. Oh, that's nice. It's very convenient. Incredibly. He just kind of shrugs a bit and just goes, eh, who am I to judge? All right, I'll see you later, sorry. Bye, Janice. You kind of make it back to your house now, and with the paper, with the paper dragons and the, and the tarot card and the flower and Caleb's little gem, all kind of taking a spot on your table, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you putting one paper dragon, or are you just, like, scooping it? <laughs> I think maybe she's got three. Okay. Three, three paper dragons. Yeah. So, three out of the 20 million. <laughs> so as you trudge through the floor covered in paper dragons to get to your bed, <laughs> the robot dog drops off the little pieces and runs back off to Corbin's house and it's getting late, sorry. Maybe maybe it's time for bed. I think after a long day of side quests and fetch quests, it's time for Sorry to take a nap. Yeah. As you sleep, Sorry, you in your dream, at least you think it's your dream, you end up at a table. And it reminds you of Abix's house. It's just Things are a little wrong. Like, for example, mm. Abix always puts red flowers on the table, but these flowers are blue, and the windows are on the left side, not the right, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost perfect, and that's what makes it a little strange. This is weird. As you touch the table, sorry, it has weight. It has substance to it. Which isn't normal in dreams. There's a sound like maybe a fireplace roaring in for a moment, and you realize you're sitting across the table from someone. Oh, uh, hi. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't need to introduce yourself. Sorry, I I know all about you. Uh, she is a dark skin. Oh, that's not creepy. She's a dark skinned high elf uh, with blonde hair. 
very pretty eyes and some sort of sage-like robe. So, who are you? Hmm. I guess he hasn't talked to you about me much. Or maybe he has never showed a picture. That's probably more likely. Uh, uh, who? Who's never talked to you about me? I mean, you're just a person in my dream, so I'm not quite sure who you are. Right, right. This is weird for all of us. Hello, sorry. My name is Anna. Nice to meet you after so long. Anna sounds like a really familiar name. Like really, really scary familiar. Kayla like Moore was a good friend of mine. <gasps> oh, you're her. Yeah. That girl. Uh-huh. She kind of shrinks in her a little bit. Oh, I... no. But, 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 but you and Caleb was really sad, and, and he's my brother, and, and you're not here. Wait, wait, this is just a dream, right? Right, well, yeah, yeah. Wait, so if this is my dream... I can close my eyes and wish really hard and Caleb will show up and he can see you again and then he won't be sad and he won't miss you. He misses me? Yeah, a lot. Mm. He kind of, She kind of like looks down a bit and just goes, before we get much further, sorry, do you want anything? Uh, water? Candy? God, it's been forever since I've had cake. Okay, kind of sounds good. It is a dream, so, I mean, make the most of it, right? Yeah. She kind, of, have... she kind of waves her hand and a, a, type, a, a plate forms in the middle, meant for cake. Any cake you like? Mm, you could do chocolate cake. I like the way you think. She snaps her fingers and a really nice chocolate cake appears, and... She snaps her fingers again, and two slices cut up just for each of you on either side of the table. This is a little weird. I'm basically speaking to you from the dream plane that you visited. Oh, you mean... Don't tell me I'm going to have to fight you. You're the creepy dream monster. I, no, no, I, no, no. I don't no, want to no. have to fight no, you. Kill no, him. No. You would be so upset. No, you don't have to fight me, sorry. As my brother. Of course. She kind of smiles and just says, I've wanted to say thank you. You... Caleb has dreamed about me coming back for a very long time. and Ever since you came around and Abix came around, you've been family to him and you've made him happier than he's been in a very long time. And I just wanted to say thank you. Of course. I love Calum. He's, well, I can't say he's my favorite brother. That'd be cheating, since all of my brothers are my favorite. I think that's what I like about you. I've been, even though I'm not on your world and I may have died, but as your tarot card friend has shown you, and Lothor, spirits still have some power to them. Especially if you're my brother. Uh-huh. 
So I think, think of me like that for right now. Like Lothor. Can you make a party? She kind of thinks about it, snaps her fingers, and a party hat appears on her head, and she just goes, I'm not going to keep this forever, but I like it while I have it. And she just kind of smiles at you and just goes, back to what I was saying. You just have a way of making people happy, sorry. And I think sometimes... I think sometimes in trying to make people happy, other people don't really get it, you know? Yeah. You're you're willing to do anything for other people, and that's really admirable. But I'm really happy to see you're taking the... You're doing everything you can to fight for your own beliefs and become a performer because it makes you happy. I think... Calum and everyone else in town would agree seeing you trying to make yourself happy makes all of us really happy too. Really? Yeah. And anyone who disagrees doesn't to be your friend and they're not worth the effort. It's a rough lesson to learn that not everybody's going to end up being super nice. But it makes the people who are really nice all the more special, yeah? Yeah. It, it does. I mean, the fact so many people want to be your family just kind of shows that there are some good people. People worth being your family, you know? Yeah. She kind of smiles and just goes, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. <laughs> about how a ghost can be talking to you in the dream plane. Um, but I mean, just another day at the office. <laughs> oh, you don't know the half of it. Uh, <clears throat> she just kind of puts her feet up on the table and kind of like takes the slice of cake and puts it in her mouth, kind of chews it a little, swallows it dramatically, and then just kind of puts her hands on her head and just goes, so, <clears throat> few things. Because I'm sure you're kind of curious. And when I talked to your friend Andre, she had a load of questions. Uh, no, you're not dead. Uh, oh, I, I didn't think I was dead. Okay. But now I'm starting to worry. Well, Andre asked that, and I just figured I should just get that out of the way. Fair. Uh, you're not dead, just dreaming. Uh, you'll wake up and everything will be normal. Um... Yes, I have been kind of watching you from the ethereal plane. Like a like a ghost mom? Sorta. Maybe more of a maybe more of a ghost sister. Or yeah, maybe a ghost sister way to think of it. Well, I mean Caleb likes you a lot, and Caleb's my brother. Yeah, maybe maybe that's a little weird then. Yeah, sister. Sister, half-sister, sister-in-law? Let's say ghost friend, and then we'll see how things with Caleb work out, okay? I mean, that's fair. She kind of chuckles a bit and then just goes, I... 
I have been watching for a while and I've been helping in the little ways I can. You guys have been up against a lot of pretty scary things and showing up to help Caleb at the dream when you were fighting the monster was my most dramatic appearance. Don't get me wrong and oh, believe me, flair for the dramatic. Oh, on brand. But <laughs> I've been helping you in other ways too. You know, way back when, when everyone in town was getting sick? Yeah. You guys were fine, and that's why Calum used you to help save the day and fight the hags? Mm-hmm. She kind of gives you a smile and just goes, Well, no, Mish. <laughs> Immune systems are nothing to sneeze at, sorry, but I helped you out a little bit. Are you saying you picked us to be Calum's family? I couldn't make your choices for you. I picked a lot of people. And not all of them worked out. I don't think of it as choosing your destiny for you. Think of it as... Like... Like a game of hide and seek. I was trying to find people, you know, and some people were willing to play and other people weren't. But the people who were willing to play, I mean, I hope we've had some fun. Mm -hmm. Even though there's a lot of scary monsters, there's been some nice times, too. Yeah, there's been lots of nice times. Yeah. So... After a lot of thinking, and a lot of planning, and a lot of finding the right people, I think I'm ready to put on a pretty big show, sorry, but I'm gonna need your help. You name it and I'll do it. Anything to make Caleb happier. I could give you a hug right now if I wasn't incorporeal. <sighs> Alright, so... Being away for so long has been really hard. Watching people grow and me not being able to be there. Seeing birthday parties and family reunions that I couldn't be part of. You know? Mm -hmm. And all that time, all I wanted, the only thing I could dream about was being back with you. Not just you specifically, but all of you guys. I've grown really attached from watching and helping and seeing the way you've made Caleb happy again. I want to be your friends, not just in the spirit sense, but I want to be there. And I think I know how. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I ran these how steps... Would you do that? I ran these steps through with your friend Andre. Um, but in brief... Andre has more detail, and she'll fill you all in, and I'm going to be talking to Rowan very soon as well. But in brief, that red orb Caleb's been obsessing over? Yeah? That is a lot of powerful magic, and I think we can use that. There's an old book. Vi wouldn't have it, but it's in this place called the Arcanum. It's in the Old Town Ruins. Maybe, maybe Lothor can help you. But inside of it, there's a book that has a ritual, a really powerful ancient spell. And if it works, 
and we use the red orb to make it work, I could come back. So we have the way to make it work, we have the thing that'll make it work, but we have the person who can do it. And that's going to be your brother, sorry. I'm going to need you to help Caleb out here. You learning magic is going to definitely be one of the pushes he's going to need. He's going to be very powerful to cast the spell. More powerful than he is already. And he's already a super powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. But this is ancient stuff we're talking about. Plane-breaking stuff. If this goes wrong, we could be in a lot of trouble. So we need to make sure... I don't know about that, but there's a lot of scary people who don't want this to work. But I believe in you and Andre and Rowan and Calum. I've seen you guys do amazing things. You... You managed to make it home from another reality. You've... You've stopped a curse put on by three incredibly powerful witches. You've done amazing things. I can't... I wouldn't rely on anybody else to do this for me. You guys have proved yourselves time and time again, and... I'm really proud of you. Hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. She just kind of sits a little bit and just goes, You know, I wasn't lying, sorry, about him being really happy with you. Having a, having a family again is a thing he's almost never had. Mm-hmm. So, you giving him that experience is a thing he's never going to forget. And he really, really loved you. I know sometimes you make crack jokes, but he does, he, at the end of the day, he really does love you. And so does Rowan, and so does Andre, and if they make it somehow seem that they don't, it's because they're trying to hide. You just have to find that, okay? Yeah, like a game of hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And look at the way you inspire people. That little dragonborn boy. Yeah, Benedict is sweet. Your story has impacted people, and it will continue to do so. I've just been watching, but I've been moved by the things you've done together. This is gonna work, sorry. I believe it. Yeah, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh-huh. So, so, one last little push. All right? All right. And you wake up, and yeah. Ah! That was a really weird dream. And as you kind of sit up thinking about that, sorry, you feel a little different, a tingle. A magical tingle, you realize the one thing you didn't have besides an instrument was the innate magic to pull it off, and you think maybe she's helped you with that part too. Oh, 
This feels really weird. Your brother just kind of appears as a shadow and just goes, Yeah, what happened? You kind of blanked out a little bit. I, I think I fell asleep, which is something I'm not usually able to do. I know, I usually have to do a little thing to make you fall asleep. Yeah. I'm glad you got some rest, though. We do have a big day today, making your instrument. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't forget anything when we head out, and let's go meet up with your tutor? Y yeah. She just, like, keeps nodding and kind of staring blankly out at the wall as she tries to process the dream. Invo is usually sort of your alarm clock. So as mm -hmm. So he's kind of been trying to just be like, all right, time to get up, ready to go, start the... But then, like, I think seeing that this is actually weird and different, the shadow will actually, like, on the other corner of the bed, just kind of look at you and just go, is, is something wrong, sis? I... I don't know. I think... I think everything's fine, but... I had a really weird dream. Talk to me about it. Okay, so I was in this room and it looked like like Abix's house, but like everything was kind of a little bit weird. Like someone was trying to recreate it, couldn't get it perfect? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the flowers were blue instead of red, and Abix hates blue, so, you know. Oh. So someone in your dream tried to replicate that? Yeah, I thought I'd have to fight her, but she was really nice, and it was a lady, and her name was Anna, and it's Caleb's, like, really good friend that he loved. Huh. Invo kind of thinks about that for a moment and just goes, well, spirits do have power. I think... She, like, looks at her hands. She's like, I feel weird. Do you think she tried to possess you? Not... Probably not. Here. And he's going to cast Detect Magic on you. Okay. And usually when he does this, there's nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. I imagine when Invo casts it on you, it's like, you know how black light can pick up stains that you wouldn't mm -hmm. see. Uh, yeah. It's like a magical black light and on you there's actually stuff pinging and he's just like no, I don't think she tried to possess you. I think she does it again, keeps looking. I think she gave you some sort of magical boon. A magical what now? He kind of thinks about it for a moment and just goes I think he, she gifted you a part of her magic. Why, why would she do that? So you can go from being a performer to a bard? She like blanks out completely. What? 
you don't just have to play an instrument and use the instrument for magic now. So you're an honest to God bard now, I guess. Huh. Well, okay, I guess. Monk, bark, monk, bark. <clears throat> Bunk? Mard? Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll see. He just kind of, the shadow just kind of puts stuff together for you. Just goes, it sounds like you've had a pretty rough, well, very nice, but still strange sleep. Yeah. So I took the liberty of putting things together for you. Do not want to be late, but maybe after you craft your instrument, maybe we should go speak to Calum. Yeah. All right. He, the shadow just kind of takes its usual spot next to you and just goes, we got this, all right? Yep. Got it. So taking the pieces, you make it to Benedict's house. The old grand, his old dad just kind of nods approvingly at the pieces, and you would walk together to Penny and Cinder's workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be a fire Ganassi girl who's kind of has goggles on her head and a more like metal metalworks getup. Her hair yeah. probably in a probably long and put back in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. So like she's kind of jumpy too. So as she just kind of hops around, it always kind of springs in the air. And next to them. Well, a little bit in the back of the place, being a bit more calm, is an Aarakocra who has darker feathers and a bit more stout. Uh, more resembling a penguin than a hawk. Aww. And she's in the back, keeping inventory, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinder would greet you and just go like, So! Oh. You already have the parts you need? Yeah. That I, I ran around town yesterday collecting everything. That never happens. She just kind of like takes the piece, looks at the magical stuff, and just goes, Instrument of some kind? Yeah, I want to make like pan pipes that can do magic and stuff. Hmm. Well, this looks like everything you need, no more, no less. You must have had a lot of smart help. Yeah, my, my brother Caleb helped me. Hmm. Her, like, she seems to completely miss that one as she's just lost in thought. <laughs> she collects the pieces in like a snatching motion. Goes, Penny, guess what? And just in the back, the Aarakocra and her kind of seem to have a moment together. And as you kind of sit there for a little waiting, uh, they come back maybe 30 minutes later mm -hmm. with it all crafted, a little hot to the touch still but crafted nonetheless. And it's a set of panpipes with the gems that you've been given, like, on the top, ornating mm -hmm. it. And you can tell that the paper has gone, like, into, like, maybe some of the wooden connecting pieces that connect the pipes. Yeah. And you can see, like, little... On the wood, still little remnants of Altrian's coloring of the dragons. Like, he painted... He, like, took a white crayon to them. Aww. It's a little bit of a mess, but you wouldn't have it any other way. 
Yeah, it's it, it fits the sari aesthetic Indeed along with does. her hat. Yep. Did she bring yep. her hat today? Of course she did. Awesome. So she, with the hat and the pipes, she maybe touches them a little and they kind of burn. And uh, Penny just kind of looks at you and kind of chuckles a bit and goes, here. And finds like a wooden case, puts them in like the felt of it, just closes the case. Here, you, you won't burn yourself this way, darling. Oh, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Cinder just kind of chuckles and goes, I was so excited to get started. I completely, completely forgot to cool it down. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, but yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's a fun name. How many times do you get to do that to people? A, a lot. It's No one seems to get it that I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I mean... <laughs> she, like, thus begins a cycle of Cinder saying sorry, sorry, and then laughing to herself. Oh, dear. Uh, Penny just kind Sorry of... laughs awkwardly because she doesn't get it. Cinder, uh... Penny just kind of gives you an embarrassed smile and just goes, eh, you know how they be. Here. Um, sure. It, it'll be 20 gold for everything. Um, sorry, counts out 20 gold out of her pocket and gives it to them. Because, yes, she walks around town doing cartwheels with 20 gold pieces in her pocket. I mean... I mean, you didn't really save them from a robot dog. Yeah. She just goes, thank you. Uh, the money really does help. This is something we've always dreamed of doing together, you know? Yeah. And that's really cool of you guys. Well, Cinder's still just, like, in the corner mumbling to themselves about, like, ways to make that joke funnier. <laughs> she's a little... She's... She's a little... Unique, but I love her anyway. Yeah, that's she's why you love her. She's exactly. Not. If she was just like everybody else, she wouldn't be Cinder. Mm-hmm. She chuckles a little bit and goes, "You're pretty smart. You know that." Yeah, I'm smarter than people give me credit for. I agree. And you just hear your shadow just go, set it for years. <clears throat> <laughs> and our scene is going to transition a little bit as we end off to a few weeks' time. And Sari has mastered those panpipes and is playing some songs for Calum, who's clapping a little bit and just goes, that was really pretty. Uh, sorry. What were you trying to do with my fireplace, though? With your what? You were like, you were trying to tell me like that there was a person in the fire. Oh, were you trying to do like the vignette magic that that dragonborn you told me about did? Yeah. Did I not do it? No, here's the thing. I saw like the start of it. He's practiced that for years though, so eventually you'll get it down. It's just when I saw you were trying to make magic with my fireplace, I had a little bit of flashbacks to what my friend who's what what friend uh i've told you about her um anna she 
she really liked fire magic. So it was a little, you know, brought me back. <gasps> oh, yeah. I, I almost forgot. Like, um, I had the, a really cool dream the other day. Uh-huh. I, I, I think it was a dream anyways. But um, I saw her. What? Anna, I, I saw her. She talked to me. In your dream? Yeah, she said she misses you and that she, she needs us to all be more powerful in something and she wants to come back and have a corporeal body and she said she wanted to give me a hug and, 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 and. Caleb, like, are you okay? He is shaking. Are you, are you, you're not joking, right? Sorry. Be really mean for you to make a joke like that. Why would I ever make a joke like that? Because the answer, because the other thing would be, he just gives you a hug. She like squeezes him as tight as she can. Do you think you could say hi to her for me if you have enough? Of course I could. Or she did say she'd talk to Rowan soon. Maybe I can go yell at Rowan. Andre told me the same thing. I One dream is coincidence, but two is... Either someone's playing a really nasty trick with illusion magic, or... Uh, I don't... I don't, know. Chocolate cake. I, don't, I don't think illusions can eat chocolate cake. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was her favorite. Hmm. He gives you another hug and just kind of says, Do you mind if I... <clears throat> I think I'm going to go get some ice cream now. Yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. I'll talk to you later, sorry. I didn't interrupt you. This is a lot to take in and, you know. Yeah, you just, just need a little time. Chill for a bit. Yeah, maybe tomorrow we'll start practicing that duet, okay? Okay. Thanks, sorry. And that's where we'll call it. <laughs>